Hello and welcome to the Sewing Room Podcast, episode 12, recorded on Tuesday the 13th of September, with me your host Vicky Hibbins of Bishy Barnababe's PDF Patterns. First of all, I'd like to start by saying that I am so sorry that I have not been recording the podcast as often as I would have liked to during the summer holidays. Um, as you know, I have Bryony, who's four and a half, and she's been with me throughout the summer holidays rather than going to Montessori like she does during term time. And actually finding some time when it's really quiet in the house has been quite difficult, as I'm sure you can imagine. We've also tried to get out and about as much as possible and make use of the great weather that we've actually had this summer, which is quite unusual for England to get great summer weather. So we've been out a lot, visiting beaches, doing things with other friends and things like that. So I also haven't been sewing as much as usual. All of this has added to me not doing a podcast and I'm sorry about that. It has been lovely, however, to hear from some of you listeners that you had missed me. Um, I sit in my sewing room and record this podcast and sometimes feel a bit like I'm talking to myself. I do try to imagine that I do have people who are listening and talk to you um, as if we were having a conversation. But obviously I am here on my own and it's great to know that people are in list- listening to the podcast and also enjoying it. So thank you those of you who shared that you did miss it and were wondering when the next one was going to be coming out. I have still got the house um, for sale. That's some of the other latest news as far as I'm concerned. And Bryony's back at Montessori, so I've been able to record. But the house is still on the market. Um, Very, very slow in August. The whole of the housing market in the UK has ground to a halt as a result of the Brexit and the decision for um, the UK to decide they're going to try and leave the EU. And it's had a huge impact on various things at the moment, even though nothing has actually happened yet and won't for a couple of years. But it has had a huge impact on the housing market with very few houses going up for sale and hardly anybody wanting to actually look round. Luckily, now we're into September, things are starting to pick up again. And we've had some recent viewings, another one this afternoon. So hoping, 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 hoping that someone will want our house and buy it so we can move somewhere that we'd really like to as well. Um, And one of the difficulties with selling the house is that I have to keep my sewing room nice and tidy for when viewers come round and have a look. And that does make me less willing to get everything out to start sewing things, knowing that I'll have to put it all away again and can't actually leave it out in the middle of a project, which is what I would normally do, obviously, in my sewing room. And keeping it tidy and making sure that when they come in, they don't go, ah, although some of them have done that a little bit. They're a bit shocked, I think, at just how much I have in my sewing room in the way of not only sewing things, but other crafting things as well which has been a little bit of a shock to some. And you have to explain, well, if you took all of this out, can you imagine you can actually fit a double bed in here and a bedside table and it does work as a bedroom. I know it might not look like it at the moment. Or if you want it as a studio, it's great because you can look out the back on all the trees and the birds and things. I've been watching a magpie this morning um, in one of our trees out the back because we back onto a very old part of a cemetery. So the back of the house area is very, very quiet. And people have enjoyed looking out the window. And I think some of them are hopefully imagining what it would be like without all of my things in here. So that's a kind of quick update on the house and things like that. 
And obviously, as I said, Bryony's back at Montessori. So I've got a very nice quiet day where I can actually sit down and record this. So I'm hoping it won't take me too long to get it edited and up onto the website too, so that you can start listening to it. As far as Bishy Barnababe's news is concerned, um, I'm actually currently working on two patterns. One I was hoping to get out for the beginning of school, haven't managed that. And the other one I really do need to get finished and out as soon as possible. Unfortunately, I have also been trying to work on a book that I am writing. Um, It's maths games for home educated children. We are planning on home educating Bryony when she finishes at Montessori. And I am a maths teacher. I teach the whole primary range, threes to elevens, but my degree is in maths. And I've been a specialist maths teacher for the county, helping other schools and things like that. And I still maths tutor. And it's been great for me to be writing down some of the maths games that I've done and knowing that these are the kind of things that would work great with children who are being home educated because they use the kind of things that you would naturally have at home. And some of the games you can play with older and younger siblings at the same time working on different concepts. So I've been trying to get that done. I've been working on it for a couple of years. And I was really hoping that I could get it finished and again, ready for the beginning of a school year, which here in the UK has only just recently started back last week. We started at the beginning of September. But again, still not quite finished that, but I really need to get that done before I can go back to working on the pattern. So I'm sorry for those of you who have been looking forward to a new pattern release. Hopefully that will be coming soon. I wish there were more hours in the day or I didn't need so much sleep at night. All of these things would be useful to getting lots of things done and more productivity. But never mind, I will get there in the end. And thank you so much, those people who have been bearing with me and and waiting patiently. So what else have I been sewing? As I said, not very much. So I'm going to share with something with you that I have been sewing a lot for the last year or so and talk about scrundies. This is a pattern from Stitch Upon a Time, which is often abbreviated to S-U-A-T. Suat, swat, I'm not quite sure how one would pronounce that if you want it as a word in its own right. And the pattern itself is the scrundle wear. But again, that often gets short to scrundies. So people talk about these scrundies by Surat and other people are very much like, what on earth are you talking about? But I will put a link on the blog post and a link in the show notes so that you can go there and get the pattern if you are interested. The pattern, the children's wear version, the kids' scrundle wear, comes in nine sizes in 12 months to 12 years. And there's obviously nine sizes covering that age range. You do do you do make them based on the hip size. So it might be that your child doesn't need the particular go by the size that's mentioned, but more measure the child and do it based on their hip size. The pattern has layers, so you only need to print the one that you want to. And as I said, I've been making these for quite a while now. Bryony, a year or so ago, hated, well, she's always hated pants ever since she went into underwear from nappies. She does not like pants. They are ouchy. She doesn't like the elastic. They dig in. So I was getting so that I had to buy larger and larger size underwear. We were getting, at this point she was three years old, to buying size or age seven. 
And at this point, the elastic was not ouchy because the elastic virtually didn't even touch her body. And then she had problems keeping her underwear up. And I was getting so fed up and thought, I can't buy even bigger ones. This is just getting ridiculous. When she's not wearing tights, her underwear in the summer is going to be ran by her ankles. We have got to find some other solution to this. And at this point on some of the sewing groups, I saw people talking about these scrundies and thought, okay, I will have a go at this pattern and see what we can do. I had got an overlocker serger that I'd had for a while, but I'd only been using it to sew seams on wovens, which I have to say is great for that, but decided that I really did need to think about branching into knit fabric and using my overlocker to its full potential and using it for knit as well. So I bought the Grundy pattern, measured my daughter and went with the size that she needed and started making her underwear. I made one pair for her to try and once she put them on she said she was never going to take them off because they were not ouchy anymore and I would obviously have to make her more pairs if I didn't want her wearing the same pair every single day. I was so pleased to finally find a solution to the whole underwear issue and got making more pairs for her. Initially, I bought some fabric from one shop that was slightly cheaper and they have been great and working great. And more recently, once I realised how much she loved them and that we would be wearing, or the we is the royal we, she would be wearing scrundies for a very long time until she decided, perhaps as an adult, who knows, that she could actually have normal pants and they're not as ouchy as she thinks. But at the moment, it's scrundle wear all the way. And so I've bought some more expensive custom knits in some cases and been able to make things with her from those. Bought in fabric from the States where I've seen it. Um, she loves Minnie Mouse. I've never seen any Minnie Mouse fabric here for sale other than obviously in the D-Stash groups, but general sale in the shops. So had some of that shipped in for her and she loves her Minnie Mouse pants. They're one of my favourite ones. We did manage to get some Bambi I don't know whether it's Bambi, properly Bambi, but it's deers that look a bit like Bambi. So she calls her her Bambi pants and often they're the ones that she'll choose as well. So it's been great to get some fabric that she loves and make something that she loves to wear. And I have to say, I quite like it when she goes out wearing all mummy made right through from the pants to the dress, the whole lot. I just love it then. I think it's so nice to think that I've dressed my daughter completely all the way down to her underwear. But she loves these and I have made lots and lots of pairs. As a result of making so many, now when I've printed out the second size, she's outgrown practically the, the first set that I made her and so I'm busy making her slightly bigger pairs. When I printed out the pattern, I printed two copies so that I could stick them together um, onto a piece of chipboard, really thick cardstock, and make templates that way. I just find that so much easier when I'm making multiple pairs and wanting to keep my templates really sturdy, that it's a lot easier for me to do it that way. So with two copies, normally you have to fold the fabric in half. That's a real pain when you've got it all spread out on your cutting mat. So I've made a template that has both sides by printing two of the actual pattern and flipping one over and sticking them to middle 
together where the fold would be. Hope that makes sense. I'm again using my hands to show you, but you can't see that. So hopefully you can imagine what I'm trying to explain. The other thing that I will mention as far as though um as far as my kind of slight variations go i do find that it's really important to get good cotton lycra for the bands particularly the waistband as that's the the main air, the main part of the squandleware that keeps them up so i would definitely not skimp on getting any cheap fabric for that part of them otherwise i think you could be very disappointed that they don't seem to fit right when you've actually get to the end of making them I've generally used cotton lycra for the rest of them. I know that you can use jersey and other things. Again, four-way stretch, again, important if you want them to fit. And I do now use jersey for the, the liner that just goes inside where the liner would go in normal pair of pants. Um, it saves a bit of money. I've been able to get that much cheaper. I don't have to worry about using my lovely custom knits for a part of the pants that you won't actually get to see anyway. So, and I will often get, I've got pale pink, I think at the moment, because most of the things that I make have pink in them somewhere, as I'm sure some of you with young daughters will appreciate. Others of you probably have daughters who will wear any colour. I have to say, she will wear any colour. And if you ask her her favourite colour, most of the time she will say, I love all colours, unless you get her to choose one. And then it's the pink that she gravitates towards. So I have got pink jersey and I just cut out loads and loads and loads of liners way more than that I need and then when I start making my scrundle wear my scrundies I just grab the, the pale pink liners to put in them and that's been working great another thing that I don't do is I don't top stitch sorry I've missed something out from my notes so I'm going to jump back a bit and then I'll tell you about the top stitching the other thing is that I did try a viscose blend I think it was a viscose lycra blend for the bands and they just did not work properly for some reason even though they seemed to have fantastic stretch when I stretched them in the shop they felt very similar to the cotton lycra that I couldn't get in the colour that I wanted strangely enough black seems to be a real problem colour and because I wanted to put black with the mini mouse in the end I went for grey anyway another long story sorry I don't want to get too sidetracked today so I've tried the, the viscose lycra blend, which was supposed to be just as good as the cotton lycra, and it wasn't. It doesn't stretch properly after it's been washed the first time, and she just doesn't find them as comfortable. So I'm definitely got, going to be using that again. Anyway, let's jump back to me talking about not top stitching. I don't top stitch. Once I've done the added the bands on, I know that it's an optional step in the instructions to top stitch around and I just don't bother. Once they are on, they look absolutely fine. I guess if you were selling them, which I'm not, then you might want to do that to add the finishing touch to them. I'm not selling them. And other than being lazy and trying to get through sewing them as quickly as possible, um, it's also that I think I would rather not add another line of stitching that could annoy her. And she's not annoyed by the seams at the moment. If she had been annoyed that they were lifting up and they were bothering her, then I would have top stitched. But because they're not bothering her, I thought, actually, I'd rather not add more stitching in case that does bother her. So that's another thing that I do slightly different, or I guess some people do and some people don't. But for me, I've chosen not to. 
I have made loads and loads and loads of these. And it's great that I can get to use the, as I said, the character prints. I don't particularly like character prints on on children's clothes. Some of the television programmes, I hate her even wanting to watch because there's so much merchandise that has characters on it. We didn't even watch Frozen for a very, very long time because everything in the shops had Frozen on it. And I didn't want her going round and just wanting everything because it had Anna or Elsa on it. Eventually we did watch it and actually she's been really good. And although occasionally she'll see something and and ask for it because it's got them on it, most of the time she doesn't really notice anymore, which I'm really pleased about. So it's great that she can wear underwear that has her characters on and I don't have to have it on all her clothes. I have to say that I did relent and make her a My Little Pony dress, which is one of her favourite dresses as I fell in love with the fabric when I saw it and she just adores My Little Pony. So I have made the exception to that one, but would rather stay away, particularly from store-bought clothing that has characters on it. And I do prefer not to use character fabric when I'm making other clothes for her. So she gets her characters, it's on her underwear, nobody sees it. And I'm happy seeing her wearing other fabric that I much prefer. I have to say I'm also very lucky that she still loves wearing mummy made clothes. She's more than happy for me to select things out of her wardrobe for her. Occasionally I will say, do you want to choose what thing to wear? And sometimes say, okay. And other times, no, mummy, you choose it. I'm fine. So I know some people I've read in the forums have children even younger than Bryony who refuse to wear things that mummy has made or have a real strong opinion on which clothes they will or won't wear. I'm very lucky that she doesn't and I hope that continues a long time so I still get to make all the things for her that I want to. I will also talk about the adult scrundlewear pattern because there is a ladies version it's called the scrundlewear ladies underwear and that comes in seven sizes from oh there's it's it's not got normal um shop bought sizes which i guess is probably just as well as the sizing in america is different to here in the uk compared to australia and europe and other parts of the world so it's I think it's kind of like extra small through to extra extra large. I don't can't remember the exact letters that are included, but there there are seven sizes and again you would need to measure your hips and go by hip measurements. I have got the pattern and have made myself one pair. I did find it quite difficult getting the exact size that I needed. Um, you look at them and they seem huge. And I have to say that the size I went with in the end because I was slightly unsure was it kind of fits me OK around my bottom cheeks um, with kind of OK coverage there, but a little bit big around the waist. My hips and my waist are kind of are more squarish. I don't have particularly wide hips, so that might have been one of the reasons for it that in getting something that fitted my hips, it didn't go in as much at the waist. Perhaps I didn't measure the waistbands properly. Who knows? But I made one pair and they're they're kind of all right, but not wonderful. I know that lots of people have made pairs and they are wonderful. I think it's more me and not the pattern itself. Although having said that, the amount of fabric that you, not that you need a huge amount, but because of the shapes of them, the kind of T shape and the different shapes of the pieces that you need, 
I found that I needed quite a lot of fabric to make the pair that I made. And that's why I've been a bit reluctant to buy too much more cotton, um, lycra or other or jersey and make any other pairs. And I've just kind of kept um, the one pair that I've got. I'm more than happy with the rest of my underwear. So at the moment, I don't feel any huge need to start making pairs of scrundies. If that changes, then probably like with Bryony, I would start making more pairs as well. I actually chose today to start talking about what I'm sewing in my sewing room and the pattern before the product um, review and talking about a sewing product because the sewing product is one of the things I use all the time when I'm making scrundies. So I thought I'd talk about scrundies first, then I could go on to talk about wonder clips. I don't know whether you've used Wonder Clips before, but these were a revelation to me. And I discovered them through sewing the um, scrundies and hearing people talk about using them to attach the bands onto the main part of the underwear. And I have to say, I love them. I bought a cheap set of 50 red ones from Amazon. They weren't the proper brand. They were just one of these generic sort that were very cheap. I thought I'll try the cheap ones first. And if they're no good, then I'll have to get some more expensive ones. But my cheap ones have worked great. They hold the fabric great. No marks on it. Um, I can't see any reason why I would need to buy the expensive ones. So I've kept working with the, the cheap version. They are fantastic, as I said, for adding the bands onto the scrundies. I fold them into quarters and add on the four quarters of the scrundies. I don't have to worry about holes in the fabric, particularly important when using knit fabric. I know you can get ballpoint pins, but I haven't got any of those. Um, so the Wonder Clips work fantastically. The other advantage is I don't have to worry about accidentally sewing through a pin. You can sew over pins if you put them in sideways with a sewing machine, but there is always the risk of breaking the needle. Done that. Can you tell that I used to sew over pins? Um, occasionally I've had a pin because I like the flower pins that are much finer. That's actually got bent and got bent down into the bobbin area. Um, been able to get that out, prize it out. The other problem is that they can affect the timing on a machine, which can be very expensive to fix and would also possibly then need servicing first and then more work possibly as well. So not sewing over pins is a good thing. And Wonder Clips, you couldn't sew over them. They wouldn't, you'd get to the point that you couldn't actually sew because they'd be getting in the way. So it is a good habit that it makes sure that you remove those I have known or heard of people, should I say, using pins to sew things that they're going to be overlocking, have forgotten it's there and have sewn, tried to sew over a pin. But obviously, because an overlocker has the blade, it has really messed up their blade and they've ended up having to replace the blade on their overlocker, which again can be another expensive thing to need to do. So if you've not tried wonder clips definitely recommend it there are a few times that you can't use wonder clips um, when I am doing my free motion applique and need to add the stabiliser onto the back and just hold it to the fabric. The stabiliser isn't at the edges of the fabric, so there are times when obviously you need to use a pin because you're not pinning right at the edge of fabric. 
if you were sewing pockets onto an item like external pockets rather than the um, the hidden pockets at the side of something then again you would need pins because it's not at the edge of a fabric so there are a few limitations as to when you would need to use regular pins rather than wonder clips but for everything else I would definitely recommend wonder clips they hold it great um, and there's a lot of advantages to them. So I will link, I'm trying to decide how I'm going to link to Wonder Clips actually on a website. Usually I will link direct to them, but again, there are so many different versions of it that it's probably just as well to either Google Wonder Clips or go into Amazon for your country and type in Wonder Clips if you don't have any already. Have a go with them and see if you fall in love with them as much as I have. Well, I have to say I've come to the end of today's podcast. Luckily, it's around about the half hour mark. That's what I aim for if I can and try not to go over that too much. Half an hour is a nice length of podcast I like to listen to as I often listen to them in the car when I'm travelling and I often go through to my parents, which is half an hour away. So that's it for today's podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts more on the show. If you would like me to review a particular pattern or a particular product or you've got any questions you'd like me to talk about, feel free to leave those, leave a comment on the blog post where I will be posting the podcast. Love it if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes. If you have iTunes installed on your computer, it's quite straightforward to go into iTunes and go to podcasts and bring up the sewing room and you can leave a review there either just number of stars or actually write something in there and that helps iTunes to bring it up more like they're more likely to show it to people who are asking about podcasts with the more reviews there are and of course join us in the Bishibana Babes Facebook group or join our newsletter get to get the latest updates and things sent straight to your inbox. And if you join up on my website, there is also a free pattern that you get as my thank you to you for joining my newsletter. Hope you've enjoyed the show and I hope you have lots of fun sewing in your sewing room. Take care for now. Bye bye. 